How do you stop your business from growing? I love giving you models that will help your business grow. But one of the most effective questions that you can ask yourself is what would I do if I wanted to stop my business from growing? Flipping a question will often help you uh, avoid the things that are actually holding you back. And so today I'm going to talk about the three things that most people are doing that stop their growth. They start a new thing, they make a lifestyle change, or they abdicate responsibility for growth to somebody else. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you working hard but barely seeing any growth? And if you do see growth, is it taking way longer than you would like? If you feel like no matter how hard you work, you always hit a ceiling when you're trying to scale, business is good is going to help you break through fast. I'm your host, Chris Cooper. I've been able to grow a 200-word daily blog into a $20 million worldwide business. I've actually done it, and I'm sharing my personal stories and details of how you can too. The key was to use simple models to grow fast and then teaching those models to others to help them scale too. On this show, I'm going to share those exact models with you. So let's dive in. Whenever I'm faced with an obstacle and I'm like, wow, why, why isn't this working? Or, or why am I not finding this right staff person? Or why am I not attracting more clients? I flip the script as a mental exercise and I say, what would I do if I wanted to turn more clients away? What would I do if I didn't want to hire the right people? And what this does is it helps me identify the stuff that I'm doing that's probably holding me back. So let's start with um, starting a new thing. A lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they get to a certain level and it's usually right around that million dollar mark. And they think like, okay, this is as far as my business is going to go. My gym, my software company, my, my coaching practice, my therapy clinic, whatever that is. I'm at a million dollars. I've got a million dollar business, but I keep hitting this ceiling. Okay. And it might not be a million. It might be like a hundred clients or pick any metric that you want. And they say, well, it must be time to start a new thing. So they go off and they start this, this new company, right? And it's usually related. Like maybe I need to start a t-shirt company to serve my cell phone customers or whatever. Or, you know, maybe I've been selling these workouts online for groups. I'm at a million dollars. Maybe I need to build a new app, something like that, right? It's very attractive. And I'm so guilty of this. I mean, I've started probably 10 companies that were sideline companies and then either just shut them down or sold them to somebody else because they were a distraction. And what I finally realized was that like uh, these distractions were ultimately stopping me from building the original company. Here's a great example. So when I had Catalyst Gym, and this was my the only business that I owned at the time, the gym had hit this certain threshold of around um, just about $800,000 a year. And I couldn't grow it anymore. You know, my, my coaches seemed full, the classes seemed full. And I was asking myself like, Okay, now what? And we were serving this growing clientele of kids who really needed our help because they had autism and some had brain injury. And we called this program Ignite and it was really, really effective. And so we said, okay, let's spin this into a separate company. Now, there was no reason to spin it into a separate company, really, but we did. And of course, that company started to dwindle and it took my attention away from my gym. And But the reason that I started that company was because I just didn't know how to grow my gym anymore. And then I eventually sold that company and started another company called Spark Rehab because again, I didn't know how to grow my gym. So I thought I better start this new thing. And over the course of decades, I've done this so many times 
where I've reached a certain level where I've gotten stuck in my primary business and I've turned my focus to starting something new instead of asking myself, like, what's it going to take to break through here? My mentor, Dan Martell, told me way back in 2016 that this is actually really common. And he said the number one reason that most entrepreneurs start a second business is because they don't know how to grow their first business any larger. Instead of figuring out exactly how to do that, they go, they take the easier path, which is starting something new. And starting something new has a lot of attractiveness. Like it's the novelty, it's the hustle and grind, it's it's the familiarity of if I just work really hard, is this going to work? You know, it's exciting. It feels like you're getting stuff out of your head. But the reality is it's a distraction. And your best bet is always just to grow the primary business. So if I wanted to stop my primary business from growing, I would go start a second business. Okay. Number two, the number two way to stop your primary business from growing is to go mess up your life. So a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they get to this point where their business is at a comfortable level and they need stimulation. Their brains have been trained to seek problems to fix. And if there are no problems to fix anymore, or they don't know how to solve the next problem, they create smaller, more fixable problems. And so they move, they pick up their house and they move across the country. Uh, they fire key staff or they start micromanaging their staff. They change their brand. They deaffiliate. They rebrand. They, you know, they hire key staff and fire other key staff. Uh, they get a divorce. They start shoplifting. They start drinking. They create drama in their life because they want problems to solve. And ultimately, they wind up creating the problems that they're going to solve first, right? They create these like miniature problems because they don't want to address the big problem. They don't want to admit that they don't know how to solve the big problem. They create these little crises to solve. And sometimes these crises stick around, don't they? Like divorce, shoplifting, drinking. The reality is like the second, if I really wanted to stop the growth of my current company, the number one thing that I would do is change something in my life. And that would distract me enough to stop me from growing my company. The third thing is to abdicate responsibility for growth. And this is really, really common too. So as the CEO of your company, your primary job is growing that company. But a lot of us don't like that job, right? It's a lot of responsibility. And if we don't feel like we know what to do, then it's really uncomfortable to, to wear that gauntlet. And so what we do is we abdicate responsibility to somebody else, right? We hire a marketing agency. And then if the company doesn't grow, it doesn't grow, but at least it's not our fault. Or we hire a GM and we say, I'm going to give you a 20% bonus if the company grows 20% in revenue next year. But they don't know what they're doing either. They don't know how to solve the problem. They don't even have the experience and the background and the, the core knowledge that we do. So we try to outsource our growth by shifting that onto somebody else. And we tell ourselves these stories like, I just want to coach or I just want to make the donuts. I'm going to hire somebody else to focus on growth. The reality is when you're working for somebody else, you should be the best practitioner that you can be. When you start a company, your job is CEO and you need to be the best CEO that you can be. And the CEO's job is growth. You can't outsource it. But if I wanted to stop my company from growing, I would try to make it somebody else's responsibility to grow that company. Now, look, I know it's tempting. I know you see opportunities all the time. I know you look at other businesses and you get frustrated that they're not as good as your business. And you see gaps in service. 
If you're running a gym, maybe you think, man, there's no good supplement companies out there. I need to start my own. Or if you're running a, an accounting business, you think, man, there's no good apps for doing accounting out there. I need to start my own. Or if you're running a hairdressing salon, you think, geez, there's just like no great uh, jewelry places where people can compliment the work that I'm doing on their hair. I need to start my own. And you, you can start your own. You're a good entrepreneur, but it will stop your growth of your business. It will distract you from growing your primary thing. Derek Sivers wrote this great book called Anything You Want. And more than anything else, this book has helped me avoid this trap of constantly starting every idea that comes into my head. And his basic premise of the book is you can do anything you want, but you can't do it all right now. So if you see an opportunity to start a new business and you want to do that opportunity, ask yourself, am I only attracted to this because my current business isn't growing? If my current business was growing 10% this month, would I still want to do this thing? And then the next step is you put the idea on the shelf for three months. I'll come back to this in three months. And if I'm still attracted to it, I'll do it then. And if I'm still up in the air, I'll, I'll give it another three months. Okay. And over time, what this has done is it stopped me from starting awards companies and t-shirt companies and coaching businesses and media companies. Because when I realized, like, I've been thinking about this for three months and I'm not as excited about it anymore, that I could have just poured that energy into my primary business. Every time I start a side business, my primary business stops growing. And this is why. Here's the ultimate lesson here. You can only be CEO to one company at a time. And you must be the CEO of that company. You must embrace the CEO if you own it. And that means not doing three things. It means not starting a new company, not making a massive lifestyle change, and not giving responsibility for growth to somebody else. If you really want to think more about this lesson, think about it like this. Pretend that you hired a CEO for your company. Even if your company is only doing $5,000 a month, you hire a CEO to grow the company and growing the company is their job. What would you say if that CEO also started a side hustle jewelry business? You would be concerned. What would you say if that CEO made a dramatic lifestyle change? Suddenly they had an affair and got a divorce. You would be concerned. What would you say if that CEO said, I'm going to hire somebody else to grow the company? You would be concerned because you're saying, Hey, look, I, I hired you. I'm investing in you to grow this company. Why are you hiring somebody else? But we're, when we're in the CEO seat, nobody is asking us these questions, even though we should be expecting this of ourselves. And so if I can take, give you one lesson to take away here, it's to look at yourself as the CEO, ask yourself if you're doing a good job, and then telling yourself, I'm going to freeze all of my great ideas for new companies for 90 days. I'm going to write them down so that they're out of my head. I'm going to put them in a folder. I'm going to open this up three months from now. And between now and then, I'm just going to do everything that I possibly can to grow this company. I'm not going to change the product. I'm not going to change the offer. I might change the price. I'm going to focus on growing this company for 90 days. And if I'm successful, then I'll come back to those other ideas and ask, do I still want to do it? As a CEO, your job is growth. If you want to stop growth, uh, the best way to do it is to start a different company, to make a big lifestyle change, or to abdicate responsibility to somebody else. Hope it helps. Embrace the CEO hat. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening. I had a great time recording this episode for you, and I hope that you took away a model that you can use today. Hopefully, you got a lot of valuable takeaways that will inspire you to take action and see new results in your business. Don't forget to take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review the show. That's the best way to show your support and help us get the word out. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at businessisgood.com.